Want great business banking features like advanced payment processing? Whitney Bankers can help you find the right solutions for your business. Stop by one of Whitney's nearly 200 locations across the Gulf South or visit HancockWhitney.com. Member FDIC. Major support for Out to Lunch Acadiana is provided by the law firm of Jones Walker. Established in 1937 with over 375 attorneys in offices throughout the U.S. Providing a comprehensive range of services to a local, national, and international client base. JonesWalker.com And by Business First Bank with locations throughout the state including Lafayette and Lake Charles. Providing personal and commercial banking, treasury management, and wealth solution services to help clients succeed. Business First Bank, banking with greater momentum at b1bank.com. Support also comes from Wyndham Garden Lafayette. From Cafe Pavilionville in Lafayette, we're out to lunch with Professor of Finance and Director of the award-winning Birken Road Reports, Peter Raschuti. It's business, Acadiana style. Hi, I'm Peter Raschuti. Welcome to Out to Lunch. Acadiana is known for many things. From the outside, it's mostly zydeco and alligators, but when you live here, one of the things you appreciate most is the pace of life itself. Folks take time to stop, talk, and listen to each other. I don't have any statistical evidence to back this up, but I'd estimate we drive further out of our way for our favorite food, especially boudin, and linger longer over meals than anyone else in the country. So it's ironic that this relaxed attitude has produced one of Louisiana's most successful and innovative businessmen whose businesses are all about speed and convenience. John Dan Geelan is the chairman of the board of ShopRite, the gas station convenience stores he started in 1969, and Tobacco Plus, a chain of tobacco stores he started in 1991. Today, ShopRite and Tobacco Plus are in 59 locations in central and south Louisiana, and John Dan's empire has expanded to over 1,000 locations in six states through his convenience store supply company, Church Point Wholesale. John Dan Geelan, it is a pleasure and to welcome you out to lunch. Well, thank you, Peter. It's good to, good to be here. Well, terrific. You know, by any measure, you would have to be one of the most skillful business people in the country. You were one of the early pioneers of putting a convenience store in a gas station. You have faced massive competition from the majors like Shell and from well-funded local imitators. On the tobacco plus side of your business, the word tobacco has become as negative of a brand name as you could imagine, and yet your companies have not only survived, but they continue to flourish. So let's start with what may be the hardest question, but also the most central to long-term survival. Looking back, if you could distill all your experience, what would you say are the essential keys to business success? Is it, is it just keeping your eye on the bottom line? Is it knowing your market better than your competition? Uh, is it keeping the right employees? What would you say are the key things to start with that you have to get right Otherwise, nothing, nothing else will work. Right, Peter. Well, I tell you what, you have to have a plan. And uh, I was fortunate. My dad, when I was growing up, uh, had a grocery store, a little neighborhood grocery store. And where was that? In Crowley. Okay. In Crowley, right down the street from where we lived. And uh, I got to work in it. I had to work in it, really, from about <laughs> the 12, 13 years old for three or four years. And I loved it. And I didn't realize how much I loved it till I got out of school and at some point had to do something and I wanted to open a convenience store. 
and talk my my mother and my wife my aunt into letting me have an old piece of property that they had that an old neighborhood grocery store used to sit on. It wasn't my dad's, but another man's. And that's where it all started. We had a plan, we had great people, thank God for that, and we still do today. And now, back then, I imagine that first one was kind of, was it a standalone? Standalone, single yeah. store. Wow. And, and then when did you integrate the idea of the, the fueling? About uh, a year after we opened the first store. Uh, a company out of Fort Worth, Texas came over there and told us they'd give us uh, a cent and a half a gallon <laughs> for all gas we would pump for $150 a month. So we, we took the deal. You know, it was all new, and we were the first to do it. And w when we got into it, uh, my uncle was a mayor of Crowley. He was in the fuel business. And two of the city council people were in the fuel business. So after we were open about a year, they shut us down. We couldn't sell fuel anymore in Crowley for, oh, maybe a year or two. Yeah, but we, we, it made us better retailers. We had to survive without it. And, uh, and now you get it from both sources. I guess mm -hmm. I would think those would be kind of different businesses. The, the gasoline sales might be, what, the <clears throat> lower margin and a little bit more predictable, and the stores would be more like a retail Right, operation. right. It's, uh, it gets people on the lot, gets them in the stores. Yeah, you know, we've come a long, long way. We've been in business since 66, Peter. Oh, wow. 1966. And uh, it's just changed so much, but we've changed with it. I mean, you know, we've got great people. We have a wonderful management team. We have great store people and a great tenure without people. Man, we're celebrating our 50th year in business. Wow. The business itself on the convenience store side is, uh, um, where does most of the, uh, where does the, most of the profits come from? Is it, is it the sales of uh, like milk and beer? or where, where, What is it that, that makes the convenience store successful? I would think first location. All right. And knowing what the market needs, which, which your customers are, who they are, and what they need, uh, and targeting them. In the first store you opened because <coughs> that, that was the piece of land you had in your family, but after that, how do you choose a location? It seems to be one of the most important things. Uh, is there a, a couple of, a couple of oh, like little metrics that you, you look at that this store is going to work in this spot? Demographics. We try to copy demographics that are successful for us. And we'll try to isolate those spots in these markets and try to pick us a good site. And is it, um, is, so it's, do you want to be in an area where there's a lot of traffic going by? Is that what you Got to have traffic, Peter. Yeah. When we first started, we looked for 15,000 car traffic. Now, you look for 40 or 50,000. Whoa. Yeah. Now, what was that number represent? How, uh, like per day, how many drive by? Per day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We used to sit out there and count cars. <laughs> now that's research. Yeah, we used to sit out there and count cars. We still do today. <laughs> but we have all the information at hand now. You know, these, all these traffic uh, information the states and the parishes and the cities have. Fuel prices, when they drop, does that make people feel like richer at the pump and they, and they come in and spend more money at the store? Is there any relationship like that? Yeah, we hadn't seen it. With all these cheap blow gas prices, yeah. We haven't seen them buying any more fuel. They can only leave, they <laughs> can only use so much, and I think a lot of people are holding on to the money and they're not spending it because of the economic conditions that we're experiencing right now in our state due to all, all yeah. prices and the business being soft. 
not unemployed people. Yeah. Now you've and uh, <coughs> see where if we were thinking about the geography here, you go up to is it Alexandria? We go as far as Natchitoches. Okay. Our area is Crowley, Natchitoches to the Lake Charles and Venton to the west, Natchitoches to the north, Lafayette to the east, and then we go down to Homer. We follow Highway 90 down to Homer and uh, cut off and Galliana and Matthews and that area. Now you've got a lot of that, your footprint is uh, very involved in the oil industry. Uh, is, has it been, have you seen it at the stores? The, the cutbacks and spending? Or? We've seen it in, in certain areas. Homa, the home area has been affected pretty pretty hard. Yeah. But the thing I guess that when I when I meet, and I don't mean many people as successful as you are, the it um is it seems to be some sort of drive or itch that you had. I mean you could have been probably pretty happy with a couple of stores. Why did you um what made you build it so big? I just we started, and I just I liked it, and we were doing well, and we had some opportunities out there, so why not take advantage of it? <laughs> and it's been uh, been a good ride. We made it because we have great people. We really have great people in our stores. Well, you, you uh, that is great. You know, I, I, one thing that I think most people wouldn't understand is the connection between uh, Church Point Wholesale. Like, how does, uh, did, where did that come in? Or Church Point came in, uh, we had a little wholesale in Lake Charles, Pelican Cigar Company. We dealt with the guy for 25 years. One day he called and asked if we'd like to buy his company. He was up in age, he wanted to get out, and his family members didn't want it. So we told him, yeah, we're, we're. he said, I'm going to make you a good deal. And he did. In fact, he still serves on our board of directors. Oh. But Church Point's in Acadia Parish. The wholesale's been in business since 1908. And uh, we started negotiating with them because we uh, heard there might be an opportunity there. And uh, we, had, we, we had Pelican for about five years. Okay. So on September the 1st, 2001, we acquired Church Point Wholesale. The two things that I, I think about is, one is that both of these businesses, the, the wholesaling business and the convenience stores, these are, these are very, very competitive businesses. Uh, you know, like yeah. on, the, on the gas station side, uh, I don't know really what's going on for now, but for a while, the, the oil companies wanted to sort of get out of the, the retailing business. Uh, is that still going on? Yes, or? it is. They don't, want, they don't want to fool with the people part of the business. We, we love the people part of the business. <laughs> they don't even make our company go. And they want, they don't, all, they all they want is the big buck deal. They want the fuel and yeah. save the fuel and not have to worry about the people. Well, we like the fuel and we like the people. Yeah, that's an opportunity for you. Yeah, we, we've, uh, we, right now we employ between 750 and 800 people at retail in our stores. And our wholesale employs about 250. Wow. Now, w tell me about the Tobacco Plus side. How many of those are there? There's uh, 28. 28, and you're, you know, obviously, uh, smoking, uh, you know, levels are going down in the country. The the taxes on the cigarettes keep going up and up and up. Do you see any, um, you see any difference there in terms of sales growth? Or? It's slowing down. It's definitely slowing down. Uh, <clears throat> our taxes went up here to 1080, and it, a year or two ago it was 360. So break that down for me. So in a, in a pack of cigarettes. <clears throat> 
How much is the tax, I guess? It's the state tax is a dollar eight a pack. Okay. And the federal tax is 61 cents. Wow. That's a big piece of it. Yes, it is. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, I don't know. You, tobacco Plus isn't really just a tobacco store. Tobacco Plus, as I says, is a convenience store on steroids. <laughs> we have a lot of inventory. We have great prices. It's price-driven and uh, very competitive. And... Uh, just well, a good that must be the plus side. Yes, the, uh, tobacco it is. For the customers, they, they win. The customer wins. The, and I'm going to ask you one question I wanted to get across was the, you have, um, you're in an industry where there's a lot of employee turnover, and but you have been very forthcoming about, it's actually your employees that have been the key to your success. How did you, is it something in your training? What is it that makes them stay and, and want to be part of the business? We make them feel like family. We have good benefits. We have good hospitalization for them. Very, very reasonable. Uh, we have people that are still with us today. We have our meeting, I'll tell you, coming up next week, looking at our tenure. We have yeah. some people been with us 42 years. Still working, still working, <laughs> still working. That's they love it. I mean, that's because I think they take care of us, they take care of the customers, we take care of them. That is great. Now, uh, I have to ask you, you've brought somebody with you here today. Who'd you bring with you? <laughs> I brought my grandson, Cody. Uh, Cody Gillen, my right-hand man, and I'm proud of my grandson, and it's a pleasure be being able to work with him. And Cody, welcome. Uh, this is, and of course, this is not, you're not just the grandson in this case. You are quite an entrepreneur of your own. Well, thank you. Uh, and uh, we know you as, let's see, an, another Broken Egg Cafe. Um, we In Lafayette here, we, have you over near River Ranch, but um, you've got how many stores all together? We'll be 10 in May. On May 9th, we'll open up in Mandeville. That'll be our 10th location. Now, genetic or environmental, you saw your grandfather be such a great business person? I guess, I was raised by him, so I guess every day <laughs> I lived it. <laughs> <laughs> and you saw the, uh, and just because that's the way the business is, I mean, you saw good days and bad days. Of course, But yeah. uh, So you knew what you were getting yourself into. Absolutely. I had a good teacher. <laughs> <laughs> now, well, I'm going to ask you the same question. Uh, um, your grandfather's <coughs> been very good about figuring out where to put a new store and such. Choosing a restaurant location must be equally important. It is. We, we use a lot of technology because our markets are Orlando, Jacksonville, so it's further. So we have people that actually help us uh, oh. pick sites. And then we'll go visit maybe four or five sites and pick the one we like the best. So I'm thinking of you uh, here in uh, Lafayette, and you've got the two in New Orleans, but you're a lot wider than I have than the I state of Alabama, which we just opened in Fairhope, Alabama. We have Tuscaloosa, but we have the rights to the whole state. And we have um, all of northern Florida, so from Panama City over to Tallahassee, south to Orlando, or Kissimmee. We wow. have that whole territory. And that's where our major growth is right now. I'm the franchisee. So okay, yep. yeah, yeah. My partner's um, Jake Alamon who he does day-to-day -day operations. Um, his uncle started, the f he is the franchisor, yeah. Ron Green. So he grew up in it and uh, asked me if I'd be interested back in 2006, I believe, six or seven, and uh, jumped on board. It's been great ever since. <laughs> I would think um, neither of you 
have really ever worked for anyone else, I guess. Or you, maybe you did earlier in your career. Well, I worked you for worked him. You worked for him. That's, right. that's, <laughs> not, that's not the same thing. Yeah, so I'm with <laughs> him every day pretty much. We go to every meeting together, and uh, we office out of the same office. And so you're, um, you're wearing two hats. I am. They, uh, and it's a good thing about having great people. I couldn't do it without Jake. Yeah. And uh, your, your grandfather's been very open about how the, the people have made the business. Are you finding the same thing? Uh, Definitely. And he's taught me that since day one. You've got to surround yourself with good people. Now, how do you, now you mentioned that um, you, know, you want them to feel like family, but how do you, how do you pick them? You've got a X amount of resumes that come in. What do you do? <laughs> Trial and error. <laughs> For me, being uh, as young as I am, we've, you know, we've gone through it. And, uh, you know, I came in. We have a great team on the ShopRite side. And he's obviously, he said we have some people that have been with him for 40 years. So I was kind of into that on the Broken Egg side. It's been, it's been interesting. You know, we're a much younger company. So, we're, you know, we're getting through it, though. You think after a while uh, you sort of develop some, some sort of, I don't know if a metric or a pattern, that the kind of people that work out and kind of don't? Yeah. Yeah, we, we look and we have a good core group right now. You know, if you start with your managers and, you know, let them do the hiring process, it's, it's been a good thing. And uh, how, um, how big do you want to get on that side? As big as possible. Really? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. So your grandfather's yeah. taking advantage of each of these opportunities. You're looking for the same. So you've got um, that footprint. It's would be kind of filling in that footprint? Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. um, like you've got two stores in New Orleans. Uh, how did you decide? We bought those. They were existing Oh, they were existing. Stores. Okay, yeah. all right. So they came available uh, a year and a half ago, yeah. and we, we took over those two. Who, from the guy who is now the uh, COO of Broken Egg Corporate, ABEA. And where is Broken Egg Corporate? Destin. Ah, Destin, Jesus, we're going to pick a corporation yeah, headquarters. Yeah, great That's to go a, have meetings. <laughs> <laughs> Most people don't get to do that. Uh -huh. they, uh, if you, um, the stores themselves, uh, you, you always think of them as, it's not just breakfast, though. No, no, it's a big lunch also. That's what people don't understand. But we have some stores that, uh, out of the 10, you know, that do more lunch than they do breakfast. You know, but you can get breakfast at any time of the day. Yeah, anything off I the do media. like that. Yeah. There's a, it's funny, Tobacco Plus is more than tobacco, and oh, yeah. uh, you've got a breakfasty <laughs> name, but you're more than, uh, you're more than just breakfast. How, when, you've, when you're thinking about filling in that area, do you think... Um, you don't want to have anything too close to each other. Uh, is there a certain space you try to? Well, or does the, or does not typically help? because like, uh, like say the Orlando market, you know, it's all a bunch of, we look at it as cities within the city. So you can do, you know, we can probably do six to seven stores in the Orlando market. So, and, and still be spread out as different traffic flows. And, and, and John, if, when you look at your competition, I guess you, you've got, they come in just different forms. You've got the the, ga the oil companies themselves owning some shops and the, the, the traditional method. Then you've got uh, other big players in the convenience store business that are independent. Um, like how do you, I was thinking how you differ, how do you choose who's gonna be your gasoline provider, for instance? We're, we're our own distributor of fuel. We're an Exxon, Chevron, Texaco, Conoco distributor. Okay, so we don't have a middleman there. Then we have our own, we have our own brands, we market direct that we buy straight from the racks. So we cut the middleman out is what we do. And that's got to try to pass that on to the consumer. I was going to say that would be the the best thing to do. It. Uh, um, I've got to ask you, Cody. Though I mean, I'm thinking about where you, you're wearing the two hats. 
What made you go over to another Broken Egg Cafe? Was there another idea that maybe I should just take ShopRite and blow it out as big as I can get it? Well, I want to do that also. Oh, yeah, and, yeah, uh, it's not either If it or. wouldn't have been for Jake, you know, I probably would not have got into the restaurant business. I would have stuck with the convenience stores. But it's a good, you know, it's good to go forward with two different concepts. And, you know, I work, like I said, I still work every day with the convenience yeah. stores. And I love convenience stores. Love the business. Now, tell me something about that business that I might not know. I mean, uh, the week, I'm probably... It changes getting, every day. Yeah. You know, it could yeah. be something that uh, constantly evolving and... Uh, learn something new every day and you get repeat uh, you get a lot of repeat customers absolutely same guy yeah. might be in your store our employees uh, know most of them by name yeah. and that's got to be a difference I mean that's a difference maker for what absolutely that's where good people come in and then uh, just to, so I get some organizational chart idea church point wholesale takes care of your convenience stores right and mm -hmm. then but they also have a life of their own I guess that's right sure they uh, we service Right at a thousand stores, Church Point does. Wow, and that's <coughs> where you expend beyond Louisiana. And mm -hmm. uh, where do you go out there? For those Mississippi, states? Arkansas. We touched into Alabama, but uh, right now, Louisiana, Mississippi, Arkansas. So that could be a. Um, it could be a convenience store. It could be. Might it be a restaurant or a supermarket? Mm, or? Super Etz, which is a smaller com uh, grocery store. So yeah. we do have we do have a lot of those too. And what do you do? You gather. You're a central clearing for all this, this food stuffs that come through, uh, and then you take and bring them, or? Basically, yeah. Mm -hmm. Wow, the... Uh, and we have a big warehouse, and we receive everything, and then it's shipped out to the, each store. Yeah. You didn't answer the question the way I thought you would. I was gonna think why it was an either or, but you planned a world domination on both sides. Well, I guess if you <laughs> want to put it that way. <laughs> Church Park didn't even have a convenience store program when we bought it. They were servicing independent super and supermarkets. Oh. We saw that going, kind of losing some traction. Yeah. And so we got in there, the first thing we did is put our convenience store package in Church Point and made them a, not just a supermarket wholesaler, but a convenience store wholesaler also, which made them pick up a lot of new C-store customers that, uh, the reason they went with Church Point, even though we were a competitor of theirs, is they felt like they could learn from us. Because so that's just what I was going to ask you. Do they view you as a, you know, I'm doing business with a competitor, but that it, doesn't bother them because they can learn something. They did, and that's what our competition used against us, but it, did, it doesn't work because they know that we, uh, we really don't open near one of our customers. We don't want to do that. You wouldn't open in their community. Nah, and I wouldn't rather, I'd rather let them have it. Now, I see you on the highway. Who are your competitors I, I see? Is it like a Cisco or would that be uh, for Church Point? Cisco's food service. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They, uh, who, would, who would be your, um, your competitors on the, the wholesaling? Uh? Would be Imperial in our state, Imperial and oh. Lines. Okay, um, yeah. The big boys would be McLean and Cormark. Uh, Hackney. And you've got, uh, I, I guess, a fleet of trucks? And yeah. Is, does mm -hmm. everything come out of a central location? It does. <laughs> it Did, does. Uh, you know, it's profitable. Uh, uh, you know, it's, it's established. It's 50 years. I guess from time to time, people have tried to buy you? I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But we try to buy them. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> You know, I was just thinking of the other companies I know in the business are public companies, and um, 
and you've got a big advantage being a private company. I mean, public companies kind of for sale every single day, you know. And yeah. That's uh, that that is that is terrific. We took Church Point. It was a hundred and sixty-nine thousand square foot warehouse in that little town. They had seventy-two people working. We took it and added forty-three thousand more square feet to get us over two hundred thousand. And from uh, seventy-two people employed in that little area, we've employed maybe another 150. So we created quite a few jobs. You know, not too big a town, so you're, no. you're, you're a big fish there. There's no, yeah. no question about that. The, you know what I would think would be most satisfying for you? I mean, obviously the business and look at everything you've done, but to, to see somebody like your grandson, you know, be involved in it, I think is... It uh, is. His mother's in the business and my, my other daughter, I had four daughters. And, and a uh, ton of grand, uh, grandchildren, right? 21 grandchildren and 14 greats. Wow. <laughs> you could stock the stores just by going I'm there. I'm telling you, put them to work. <laughs> well, they put you to work That's as a kid, right? right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> John Gangelin, you've carved out a very special and successful market in Acadiana and be beyond. Uh, your businesses are in fields that are, some, are intensely competitive where profit margins can sometimes be slim. Uh, your hometown boy, whose hometown is enormously and deservedly proud of you, and uh, and you've created uh, the next generation. And I congratulate you. This is Thank terrific. You. Been a lot of fun. <laughs> and Cody, thanks for coming by today. Thanks, Peter. It's, it's been an absolute pleasure to talk to you, uh, John, Dan, Cody. Uh, thanks for joining me on Out to Lunch. My guests on Out to Lunch today have been John Dan Geelan, Chairman of the Board of Shoprite and Tobacco Plus and Cody Geelan from One Broken Egg Cafe and The Other Hat Helping Grandfather. So this is, uh, this is great. You can find out more about John and Cody's uh, adventures by following the links on our websites, krvs.org and itsacadiana.com. Today's show is recorded live over lunch at Cafe Vermilionville in Lafayette. Cafe V is open six days a week for lunch and dinner with a courtyard that sets the scene for fine Louisiana cuisine. The producer of our show is Grant Morris. Our technical producer is Eric Merle. Cherie Terrio is our researcher. Our theme song, Encore Monsieur Nice Guy, is written by Mitch Foreman and performed by Mitch Foreman and Andre Michaud. Our Acadiana business consultants are Pete Prados from Innovate Acadiana, Zach Barker from The Opportunity Machine, and Dr. Blake Escadet. If you want to find out what we all look like, you can find photos from this show on our website and Facebook page. The photos were taken today by Gwen Oquin. You can get the show as a podcast, you can listen to past shows, and you can keep up with us on all kinds of social media by going to our websites, itsacadiana.com and krvs.org. Support for Out to Launch Acadiana comes from Wyndham Garden Lafayette, located off Pinhook near Calise Saloon. Wyndham Garden Lafayette has 290 sleeping rooms, 14,000 square feet of meeting space, and can accommodate groups from 10 to 500 for meetings, conferences, weddings, and high school reunions. Additional support comes from ABiz Magazine and AcadianaBusiness.com, the essential information source for business decision makers throughout the one Acadiana region. Out to Lunch is a production of INO Broadcasting for itsacadiana.com and KRVS 88.7 FM. I'm Peter Raschuti. Thanks for joining me. I look forward to meeting you again next week around the table here at Cafe Vermilionville for more business Acadiana style on Out to Lunch. Major support for Out to Lunch Acadiana is provided by the law firm of Jones Walker. Established in 1937 with over 375 attorneys in offices throughout the U.S. Providing a comprehensive range of services to a local, national, and international client base. 
joneswalker.com. And by Business First Bank, with locations throughout the state, including Lafayette and Lake Charles, providing personal and commercial banking, treasury management, and wealth solution services to help clients succeed. Business First Bank, banking with greater momentum at b1bank.com. Support also comes from Wyndham Garden Lafayette. Want great business banking features like advanced payment processing? Whitney Bankers can help you find the right solutions for your business. Stop by one of Whitney's nearly 200 locations across the Gulf South or visit HancockWhitney.com. Member FDIC.